You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast, the place where course creators go to sell more of their online courses. I'm super excited because we have a very special guest uh, with us this week, all the way from Hawaii as well. And that's even more, uh, makes it even more important because I don't know about you people watching or listening, but if I was in Hawaii, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to Jono. I'd be at the beach or I'd be uh, doing some coconuts <laughs> or, or something. So very, very glad that she can spend her time with us. A little bit about this person. She helps enterprise businesses build multi-million dollar brands through strategic digital marketing services. She's an expert when it comes to social media strategy in general, specifically Facebook and and, uh, Instagram paid ads, but all around, she's very, very good. And she has spent over a decade showing thousands of entrepreneurs and brands how to attract clients. So I'm not sure if that's a a mistake, training people for a decade, unless she started when she was six or something. I I don't know how that's possible. uh, I have great hairs, I promise. I promise. They're hiding well. Without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Takara. Takara, how are you? I am good, Jono. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm awesome. Now, Takara, I'm going to put you a little bit on the the spot here. I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Now, I usually give people a a bit of warning, but I know you're pretty good on your feed. I I follow your Instagram. I see a few of the quotes there. I'm I'm looking at the back of your wall, and I think I can see some quotes back there as well. I know. Well, this is great. Okay. You're, you want me to go on the spot? Yes. On I the spot. So for anyone watching, maybe not listening, but I keep all these inspiration quotes, which you probably can't see with the camera, but there is a list of Instagram quotes that I keep. So how about today? Let's do Namaste or humble with a hint of Kanye. Okay. <laughs> but no, is that the real one? Um, no. How about today? Because it's with our themes, theme, stop selling, start helping by Zig Ziglar. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. That's powerful. I'm a huge fan of his. Let me know a little bit of that, Takara. What does that mean to you? Stop selling, start helping. Yeah. You know what? The people who really, when you are in your place of joy and passion and you truly, your intentions are good, you really want to help serve people and be of service. They're going to see that. It's all about the most human company wins, which you and I both know. We love Mark Schaefer. And it's all about connecting with your customers by wanting to transform them and be of service and get them to where they want to go. They are so sick of being lied to these days. Mm. And so it's like when we start thinking about how do we solve their problem, not how do we sell their product, that's where we come in with a lot of value. And when we're genuinely behind that intention, that resonates with them. So that's where I've always, I've always um, been of service to my client base and to my followers. It's like, how can I serve you? How can I help you? Because I'm in my passion. I'm in my joy. I can geek out on it. And what an awesome, you know, after effect where I get to transform these people's lives. I get to um, get them to their revenue goals. So for me, it's, it's never about the money. It's all about how can I help serve you? And then the money tends to just flow in anyways. So that would be about really just kind of selling, solving the problems there. Yeah. Be of service. Love that. Love how you said, uh, solve the problem instead of pushing the product, right? Because if you solve the problem, you're probably going to sell that product anyway. So 
Love it. Exactly. That's why people are buying your course. They want their problem solved, right? That's true. Exactly. Now, Takara, I obviously know you quite well. I've been following you on social media. I was lucky enough to meet you in San Diego earlier in this year, just before COVID hit, right? That, yes. That, oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah, lucky. But anyways, for those, for, for those people watching, listening that don't know you, don't know what you do, let us know in a, a minute or two. What do you do there, Takara? Yeah, really, what I love to do is think of really out-of-the-box digital marketing strategies to help catapult my clients, which are mostly e-commerce clients. I really love e-commerce. That's where my passion is, to catapult them to the next tier of their income goals. So we use a a wide array of different digital marketing strategies, SEO, we'll do Google ads. We definitely deep dive into analytics, Um, of course, Facebook and Instagram, website conversion rate optimization, which I'm so passionate about email marketing, and so much more. But our goal is to not do the typical 10% off discount. We really want to create an experience for our clients, a brand, and we partner with them to really like skyrocket them to their revenue goals. So that is what I do in a nutshell. I see things just differently, I think, than most other advertisers. And so I just use that superpower, inject it into their business and help them grow. Yes, love it. All right. Well, hey, my plan today, Takara, was to speak mainly about uh, paid ads, Facebook, Instagram ads. But I figured before we get into that, since you're, you're so good at the strategy side of things anyway, maybe we spend a few minutes here. And also maybe there's people watching this that aren't ready for, for paid ads and, and that side of things yet. What can you tell us just, just in general, Takara? What's, I guess, your opinion on the ecosystem, the, the social media ecosystem or the marketing ecosystem, what are some different options people have these days? Where do you recommend people start off? What are some strengths and weaknesses? I know that's a huge question, but what can you tell us there? Give me an overview on your opinions on, on the social media, media marketing ecosystem. Yes, that's a great question because I think a lot of, one of the biggest mistakes business owners make when they're first trying to start Facebook ads is they think it's a magic pill. And they're like, oh, we turn on the Facebook ads. It's just this faucet of money and then just liquid gold drips out. And that's just not how it works. So what I would like to invite, and usually when we have someone come to our agency and ask to work with us, we turn down probably about 70% of those people. And it's, it's because we care about them. And we say, look, you're not ready yet. So here's this proper foundation that we would love to see you work on. In order to build it, it's like a house. Ads are like building a house. If you build them on a shaky foundation, it will fall apart. You will not make money. So first, I really love the business owner to focus on these other things. So one is build an audience, you know, build an audience, get them to really like you. Well, how do you do that? You be of service. Like we talked about, you educate, you become a uh, expert in your space. You become the expert. You position yourself that way. You create content. So YouTube videos, you do blog posts, you get live on Facebook, right? You start your own group. You interview other experts. All of this is, by the way, is the first, the first clients I got were from YouTube educational videos. As I was learning Facebook ads, I was just producing content on them. And all of a sudden I was an expert, you know? Um, So these are good strategies. Number two is email marketing. So really getting out there, getting, which you're actually really great at Jono, because I see your emails come through all the time. So email marketing, um, and then building a brand, a brand is, is not the way your logo looks. It is building a reason or a following around why people would choose to do business with you versus someone else. What's your unique selling proposition? What makes you special? What makes you different? So really honing in on your branding, your messaging, um, your superpower, like we just said, um, and 
getting people, the other one is kind of trying to start getting traction. So into your website or into your ecosystem organically, that is done really well through social, as we know, as it's come up in the last 10 years and partnering. So think of all these out of the box ideas of how can you partner like you and I today, John, are like partnering. We're, we're here. We're talking to each other's audiences. This is a really great strategy for you. Partnering with bigger brands, putting yourself out there, writing posts or blogs for other bigger content sites that can drive traffic to your site, right? Or if you are a course creator, putting your course maybe on a bigger site that can help drive you to there or looking for people who have similar audiences who meet your needs. So these are all the kind of foundations where we have to build the know, like, and trust factor. We need to get people into our ecosystem. We need to personally reach out and ask them, how can we serve you? How can we help you? Before we even get to the ad side, because it's like getting into a bar and dating, right? Have you ever used that? that I've, type I've, of, heard, I've heard it, but I'd love for you to explain it to my audience you know, in case they haven't. Yeah. So it's one of those where we say, okay, you go into a bar, you're a guy, you see the pretty girl sitting there at the bar. You're not just going to go up to her and say, Hey, can I take you home with me? Like, that's not how these things work, right? You're going to sit, you're going to talk to her or Maybe they are in some places, but that's not how you're going to get the girl to go home with yeah, you, right? I've, I've tried that so. and that hasn't worked with me. So, All right. so <laughs> maybe if like, you're Brad Pitt, right? But not for your, not for your average person. <laughs> right, Brad Pitt. Yes, that would work. So what we do is we, we get to know them, right? It's like, hey, yeah, how, you know, what, what's going on? How can I help you? And you start being of service. You, you learn more about them. They get an opportunity to learn more about you. And by the end, it's like you can slowly build that nurturing relationship where eventually you can go on another date with them, right? You can ask them to do all these things. It is no different. Human psychology works the same, whether it's personal relationships or business relationships and sales. And so you have to build up the know, like, and trust factor. And when you are become an authority uh, or perceived as an authority figure, you are inherently trusted and then liked, right? And likability is one of the hugest factors in sales psychology and trust and all of those. So we need to work on building that foundation first before someone will ever click on our ad and think about even spending any money with us and investing in us. First, we need to invest in them. So that's what I mean about building the foundation organically, very grassroots. It's a lot of investment of time. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yes, love that. So many good points there. I'll, I'll give a quick summary for the listeners because you're obviously quite good at this, Takara. If someone's <laughs> not quite at that level there, I'll, I'll simplify it a bit, a bit and, and break it down. Uh, to my understanding, essentially what Takara is saying is ads are awesome. You know, they can scale you you're so quick. But if you're not ready for them, you're probably just going to be throwing your, your money down the drain and you're going to lose a whole heap of cash. So there's a few things you need to have in place before you even start about, start about going about ads. Now, the first thing that uh, Takara mentioned is build an audience. And many different ways you, you can do that. 
but essentially, I guess, pick a platform and go, right? Hey, I'm going to start up a, a Facebook group and that's where I'm going to post a whole heap of content or I'm going to start up an Instagram account and I'm going to put a, a host heap of content there. I'm going to put out a, a podcast and I'm going to get a whole heap of content there because now that I've got an audience, I've got something to, to work with. I know that people are actually interested in what I'm going to say. I can throw out some little testers here and there. I can put on pixels and retargeting and whatever it may be down the track down there. So that, that gives me an option there. So there's, there's number one, before you even think about Facebook ads, do you have some sort of audience at the moment? Would that summarize that first point? Absolutely. And go where your audience is. Yes. Pick where your audience is, right? Awesome. Yes. Perfect point. Number two was email marketing. Now, yes, I'm a huge fan of that as well because I feel it makes everything better, right? You're doing your, Say you go on, on Facebook or whatever and go in some Facebook groups and, and post your post something out there. If you're just trying to sell your course once, okay, maybe you make one sale, right? But if you put out an, uh, uh, some sort of a lead magnet, maybe you get 10, 15 different emails and there's 10, 15 different people that you can sell to forever or until they unsubscribe, which in my <laughs> opinion is, is better than the one. So I think any sort of free stuff, it works better, but then also paid. You know, we'll probably speak about this a bit later. Let's say you put, you know, a thousand dollars or a few thousand dollars on, on Facebook ads. You might just break even from the front. A lot of my ads that I put out there, I just break even, but I'm happy with that because I've collected hundreds of email addresses, which are now potential customers down the track, providing you do email marketing. Right? And to be honest, everyone, most people watching this probably have half an idea that you need to build your email list, but you've got to freaking email these people as well. There's no point having an email list if, if you're not emailing. Would that summarize that point there? Yes. And just in a data analytical terms, think about your ads. If you have a click-through rate of 1% or 2%, meaning, you know, two out of every hundred people are opening that, think of your email list. If your email list has a click-through rate of 20%, 15 to 20%, which is very typical, you're getting a much a much larger reach to your warm audience. Mm. So emails are so important and you own that audience, which is the most important thing. Yes, that's it. We could do a whole episode just on email marketing, right? But um, cool. All right. So then building the brand and that's um, what you stand for, right? If you're just posting a, a different thing every day, like you're going to have no consistency and that's going to show in your ads as well. But if it's like, all right, right, here's my brand. Here's, you know, the, the colors, the logos, that's part of it. Great. There's my start point. But hey, what do I stand for? What sort of stuff do I post? What's my, um, yeah, what, what's my, what's my, what do I stand for? You know, I post whatever, you know, marketing stuff or mindset stuff or, or whatever it may be. We need to have that sort of brand presence there so people know why they're following us. And that, and actually on that as well, I guess, that's where our point of difference comes in as well. Why should they follow us? If you're just the same as, as everyone else, like, no, I'm gonna, I follow enough people on Instagram. I follow hundreds of people on Instagram and Facebook and Facebook groups anyway. Why am I going to add this person to my list as well? Hey, they better have something special or something different. Would that summarize that part? Absolutely. Always consider your unique selling proposition, your why, and your culture, what you're, what you're really cultivating. What's your bigger mission, right? That's branding. Love that. And, and uh, I think that's so important for, before you go into Facebook ads, because as you mentioned earlier, Takara, like it's, it's not a magic pill. Okay. Hey, I'm just the same as everyone else. So I'll use a Facebook ad and all of a sudden I'll make thousands of dollars doesn't work like that. You've got to, got to have something that you stand for first. Yeah. Uh, and then the last point was traction. And yeah, just get creative. You know, if you don't have the money for Facebook ads, okay, what can I do? Is it posting on Facebook groups? Is it 
Uh, I'm a huge collaboration person because there's so many ways you can do it these days. We're doing it two ways here. We're, we're doing a collaboration on a Facebook group, actually three ways, because we're doing it on a Facebook group. It's also going to be repurposed on a podcast. And both of us have shared this on our Instagram and tagged the other person anyway, you know? So it may be like, Takara might get a few extra Instagram followers from the Instagram post. A few people from the podcast might go to her, her website. A few people watching on Facebook might add her as a friend or go to the group or, or whatever it may be. So yeah, think of different ways. Okay, cool. How can I get my audience out there? And I, I love collaboration as well because I feel there's only so far you can go on your own. Unless you spend yeah. 24 hours a day liking photos on Instagram, like there's only so far they can get you, right? You yes, that is, yeah. Find the sorry, way. I didn't mean yeah, no, I mean, no, sorry, you off, but like, that's what influence is. If, if your followers trust you, mm-hmm. they're going to trust your recommendations. So that's why it's really important to collaborate with other brands that are well-trusted or other influencers that have a really strong, engaged following, because you can almost leverage that trust they have in that brand or person onto your own brand, right? So it's a great free strategy. Yes. Love that. All right, cool. So someone's watching this, they've, they've got, they're, they're like, okay, Takara, that sounds good. I think I've got it. I've got a little bit of an audience, only small, but I got it. I'm doing some email marketing. I know what I do and what I stand for. And I'm getting some other um, you know, traction to my website and that, but I, but I want to scale it. They would be ready for Facebook ads. Uh, but actually, I want to ask a question before that. What if you've got someone that's got all these things and they're like, okay, Takara, I've got all these things, but I don't know if I want to do Facebook ads because it's going to cost me money. I would prefer to stay with the free stuff. What would your answer be there? You know, I would think about it in the way of how do they organically find what they need, right? Like, how do you find what you need? Let's say if you at one time purchased a course for something, Mm. how did you find that? Start thinking about it. Like think, work this backwards. Okay. I don't want to spend the money. Um, I'm not ready yet. Okay. What can I leverage? Now, this is the kind of stuff I love. I live for like, how do we bootstrap this right and that's where it comes down to okay well maybe i typed it into google okay so maybe i should work on my seo maybe i should kind of work on that um or maybe i found someone else through someone else's podcast like we talked about oh i was listening to rick mulready and then i heard him interview this person and then i checked out that person's thing and so if they're not quite ready and they're they don't want to i would say okay leverage all the ways in which you can get that free traffic now if you think facebook ads and instagram aren't ads aren't for you, which is the case for many businesses, that it's a combination of many different facets. And you have to think of the organic process of how someone finds you. So if you're a local roofer, you may very well do much better with Google ads Mm -hmm. than Facebook ads, right? Because that's how people organically search for roofing companies. Um, So it all depends on the way people are trying to find you. And I would say there's many clients we have who we say, hey, you know, we could save the 200, 300 bucks on that Facebook ad. It would be much better for you to actually go to that blog, Mm -hmm. that that high traffic blog who's listing the top 10 courses on this Mm -hmm. and reviewing because they get so much traffic and they're looked at as an authority. Why don't you pay them the 200 bucks to get listed on that list? So think about if you're not ready for Facebook ads, you don't want to tackle that. Think of all the ways in which people organically can find you through a a lot of it is SEO. A lot of it is, you know, Google or other authorities in the space and just use those strategies, even if it's paid. Now I would say if you want to turn on the faucet for traffic, it's gonna, there's going to be ways in which you're going to need to do that unless you're a super creative person, but it, it takes a lot of different strategies, but it doesn't mean you have to do Facebook. You can do plenty of other things, you know, just dive into how do people find what you're offering and then find a way to leverage that. 
let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yes, love that. Awesome. Okay, makes sense. Let's transition to Facebook ads now, Takara. Someone's like, all right, I'm just ready to go. I want to start Facebook ads, but I don't have a huge budget. Where do we even start with? Let's start there. Someone, someone has absolutely no idea, but they don't have a lot of um, budget. What do we yeah. sort of start on or what should we be working on to start with? Yeah. Well, what I love to call it is the lowest hanging fruit, right? Mm -hmm. So, and this is actually the campaign that we'll always implement immediately for every single client, the campaign that will get you the, the best results. Like if this, if this audience isn't converting, then there might be a product to market kind of problem here. So what we will do is we'll take what we call all of our warm audiences. And that can be for us on Facebook. It, it's really kind of five things, I believe, if I remember it correctly. So it's all of our Facebook audiences, people who've engaged with us on Facebook, all of our Instagram audiences. Again, hopefully you didn't pay for bots or get, mm -hmm. you know, fake followers because this will totally not work if that's the case. Um, video views, which has to be a separate audience that you can set up within Facebook. Um, and you can, almost, like, you can almost like Google a video on how to set up a video views audience for Facebook for free. Okay. So this is for people who don't have a big budget, then website visitors that you can do all the way up to 180 days with a pixel and your email list. Those are kind of like your five hot, like pillars of warm audiences for Facebook. Every audience you have will fall into that leads will fall into that because they're on your email list or they went to your website or, um, you know, giveaways or anything like it's all going to fall into that. Actually, those five for the most part. Um, and then what I would do is for us personally, is we drip it out. A more advanced strategy would be dripping it out to certain days. So someone who might've done this in the first, in the last seven days versus in the last 30 days versus 60, 90, 100, you know, all the way up to maybe 365, depending on what we're doing. And we'll start putting out content to them. Now with that audience, you can really ask them at that point, if you've nurtured them well enough, you can ask them to convert, meaning to take an action with you, right? So to become a lead or in a way, if they're not a lead yet, which I know you're very familiar with, Jono. So here's a lead magnet, here's a free course, or going into even, you know, adding to cart or purchasing the book or excuse me, the course, depending on where they are in the sales funnel process. So you want to make sure your messaging is matching where they are in the sales funnel. So that would be my top tip to people who don't have a large budget mm -hmm. is first go for those warm audience and especially if you have a, if you're a small business, the audiences are probably pretty small. You can probably spend very little every day to hit these audiences. My biggest recommendation would be to put them, group them by how, how old the audience is. Okay. So, you know, like seven day versus 30. Oh, versus okay. I thought you were going to say 21 years old or 35 years yeah, old. Yeah, or... Well, <laughs> that's kind of, well, we do. So for example, we have a hair loss client, right? And mm. they sell hair loss products. Well, an ad for a 21 year old male who mm. is, 
who is losing hair is very different than the ad and what someone wants to see as a 55 year old man. Mm. So we make sure if it is a product that does cater to different age groups, yes, absolutely. You could sort it, that would be more of my top of funnel kind of strategy, um, but sorting the content to match who's watching it. So absolutely, there's a point to be said there and that works really well for e-commerce. Okay, got it. All right. Now, I'm going to simplify this a bit because you're obviously really, really good at this. There's going to be people, <laughs> what is she even talking about? So I'll dumb it down and correct me if I'm wrong along the way. So if you just want to start off in Facebook ads, instead of getting it out there to the big wide world, then I know that's obviously going to be our, our eventual goal, but that can drain our budget pretty quick if we're just putting it out to, to any, um, any idiot on the internet, right? So we want to try and target it to the people that are going to be more likely to interact with it. Now, if we've been doing a good job already and doing some of the things that Takara mentioned already, we can use some of these strategies here. So, and also, yeah, I'll break it down actually. So uh, the couple ones are your audiences already. So if you've already, you've already, well, to have ads, you're going to already have a business page anyway. So if you've been posting some sort of stuff on there, great, you're going to have a few followers. Let's retarget those followers. You know, maybe you didn't get their, their email address when they joined the group or maybe they didn't purchase your, your product or whatever it may be, they're probably going to be hotter because they already know, like, and trust you. And if you've been doing these things already, let's retarget them with ads there. Same thing with Instagram. You may already have a bit of an Instagram following. Let's target them there. Or maybe there's pe there people that have been engaging your stuff. Great. Let's, um, let's target them there. There's, there's your emailers. Let's target them there. And you may be thinking, well, hold on, but I'm already sending emails. Maybe half the people don't even open the email. Maybe it goes to junk. Maybe, you know, they don't buy on the email, but they see on the, the Facebook page. Maybe they unsubscribed, you know? So we got those options there. And then website views. Someone could have gone to your website or gone to your lead magnet, but not opted in or not bought. They're probably the hottest. The amount of times I've done that. Yeah, I think that's how I found you actually. I stumbled on, <laughs> on one of your sites and then I just closed it, whatever. And then like the next seven days, you're all over my Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and, and, Doing nothing right. Another thing or two, I better follow them, you know? So yeah, so they're our, our best ways we can do it. And as Takara mentioned, you can probably Google how to do all of this stuff here. One thing we might mention is just probably the website views. We might spend a minute on, on the pixel. Do you just want to explain if someone's watching this and they don't know about a retargeting pixel? Can you get us just a super low level, just for someone that's got no idea what it is? What is it? How does it work? What are they going to do with it? Yes, exactly. And I want to just rewind one sec real quick because this will lead into it. Yep. Video yep. views. This usually blows people's minds when I tell them this that don't have a knowledge of how Facebook ads work. The reason why producing video content is so powerful on Facebook is because you're actually collecting a free audience that does not require the pixel. The pixel is a tracking cookie. It's a code. It's a snippet, just like Google Analytics. You put it on your site and what it allows is for your site to communicate back to Facebook about what your site's about, who's on there, what actions they're taking. And so you can start targeting those people based on what that tracking cookie or the pixel is. And the pixel is literally a pixel. If we zoomed in on your, on your screen, that's where it got its name. It's literally the tiniest little pixel of a dot that has code, tracking code in it, that is on your screen. So that's like literally how it works. I mean, in very simple terms, but if you don't yet have that, which you recommend immediately get it on because you can't backtrack the data. Even if you're not planning on running ads, it's collecting data for you. So that's really valuable. 
But with video views and with content that you're putting out there on Facebook and Instagram, you can create totally free audiences. So some of my, some of our clients or our consulting or masterminds kind of smaller business owners are blown away when they see the thousands and thousands of free video views they've collected over the years that they didn't even know they could retarget. So pixel is a little higher level, but it's absolutely important. And it's what you can put as a tracking code on your own online assets off of Facebook. If your assets are on Facebook, like your Facebook page, your Instagram, your videos that you produce on Facebook, you don't need a pixel for Facebook to know that that's happening. But if it's off Facebook, there's no way for Facebook to track that without a code. And that's what the pixel is. Yes. Love that. Awesome info. And I'm guessing here, Takara, with that audience, we could either use it to collect leads because maybe whatever, they went to our website and didn't go to the lead magnet or they went to our landing page and didn't enter their details there or they watched the video but didn't comment below or whatever. So we can use it to collect leads. But am I also right in saying these people, we could potentially even sell to right away. If we know they're on our email list, they've been following us, hey, maybe these are the people we promote our course to and that are more likely to buy straight off a Facebook ad and don't need to just an opt in an email for the next 90 days or get on a phone call or webinar and not saying that stuff's bad. That's also very important, but this could be an easy way to make a few sales off the bat, right? Absolutely. I mean, I'm such a fan of the minimum viable funnel is what I would call it. The MVF. It's like, what is the least we need to invest in this and the least amount of steps to get them to where we want them to go. The first thing you can do, that's why I love for small business owners and for any, any client, we go straight for purchase when they're mm. with a warm audience. It's yeah. like, we're just going straight there. We're going to test it. Yeah. We're going to see how it goes. Now what happens is it's like hot potato. Usually the warmer they are. So the, the more, most recent audiences, let's say yep. in the last seven days, they're much more likely to purchase from you as your analytics will show you this in Google versus a, an audience that's 180 days away. They're just not as interested anymore. So what we really want to do is get right in front of them right away if they've been on our website and the pixel can, can help us and tell us all of these things. But yes, so the minimum viable funnel, I would test that first if we're not meeting our KPIs. So like what, what we want to really meet, our goals, of course, building out a longer funnel, as long as we have the budget for it, um, it makes sense in, in what we're making in the end, what our return is would be the best option because yes, you will drive down your cost per lead. You will drive down your cost per purchase or cost per new uh, customer acquisition when you build it out further. But first we want to test how much do we have to fill, build it out? Let's, let's keep it simple first and then start making it more developed. Yes. Love that. All right, cool. And then let's dive a little bit deeper into the time-based thing. So my understanding on that, because I, I opt into a lot of things, you know, I go to a lot of websites and always or if someone's pretty handy with their marketing the next couple of days for facebook i'll see an ad that sort of says hey i see you went to our website and didn't register or you know you, you went to here and didn't book a call or whatever it may be that's obviously people using the time-based thing right where they might say all right right anyone that goes to my website or goes to this lead page and doesn't opt in for the next seven days or whatever it may be let's uh show this person a very specific ad to get them to opt in and we can probably do that very cheap because it's not a huge amount of people, depending on your audience size, but we probably with most of the people we're speaking to, it's not like we're getting hundreds and thousands of people a day going to the website here. So, you know, if you've got a landing page and one in three people are opting in or whatever, well, hold on, you may be able to get another, you know, one or two out of those three people if we just do a simple sort of follow up over the next seven days when they're the hottest. And then maybe after that, it's some maybe more generic thing or join my group or watch this webinar or, or whatever it may be. Is that roughly how that works? 
Absolutely. And I call this strategy dripping content. So for one of our clients who we've helped them grow their Facebook group to like 75,000 members in like a year. And it has just skyrocketed their revenue. It's just wild. Um, but what we do is we use something called GTM as well. So there's a little more advanced, but we tag people who are first time website visitors. And from there, we'll build out a nurture sequence for them. Mm -hmm. So it's like one to, you know, seven days is this, eight to 14 is this, 15 to 21 days is this, you know, 22 to 30 days. And over this journey, we know that the Facebook group is so powerful in converting even. So what we're doing is we're using it in psychology as a journey. So the first video might be the uh, Facebook group owners. Why an introduction to her, right? So they went on the website. They never purchased. Let's take them through this journey. The next, you know, seven days might be um, join us in the group. Like you had mentioned, Jono, the next one might be a post from the group showing what it is. And then the final one might be a call to action of actually purchasing. So this is what we use with dripping content to, to figure out the nurture sequence. And we test it. We test content everywhere. Like, so the biggest, one of the other biggest mistakes that small business owners make is they just test one ad, mm. test a bunch of different creatives, a bunch of different ads, see what resonates because a message might resonate different at day between days seven and 14 than it does between days 21 and 30. Right. Um, so this is where testing and understanding your analytics and, and what's going on will really help you, but that's called dripping content. And it can be very powerful to kind of change what they see every few days. And the smaller your audience, the further out you have to build that window because Facebook needs a large enough audience to target. So we have to make sure that you're getting some traffic, you're getting traction. Yes. Well, okay. So let me think how to summarize that. Cause I think there's two really good points there. I guess if we, if we even simplify it right down, it's probably similar to what most people will do organically. Anyway, they might be like, all right, right. You know, I'm going to post organically. So I'm going to post whatever, two videos a week over the next four weeks. And it's going to be this, 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 you're almost essentially doing that with paid ads. So you're saying, all right, right. Here's the journey they're going to go through. They're going to see this, 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 this. And it just means that it's less work for you because instead of you getting there and, and posting, you know, the, the Facebook ad is running itself there and you're doing it strategically. So even if someone starts following you at this point here, they're all going to see the, the same video there. So I love that. You also brought up a, a, a good point that I just want to touch on over trying different creatives. And, and you mentioned that even in terms of like at what works at day seven may not work at day 14. I even like to test it at the start. Hey, if I'm going to run a Facebook ad, I'm not just going to run one ad, you know, let me try a few different photos, a few different images, few different copies and then I might have, you know, four or five different things running and then we can test. All right. Wow. If I use this photo, it's so much better than this photo or this copy is so much better than, than this copy here. So I think that's, that's an important point there. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And trust me, sometimes I think a certain creative or copy is going to be amazing <laughs> and I'm so proven wrong. So it's good to test multiple things because what you think might resonate with your audience something else may totally work. So be really open. I say it's ego-free, be completely ego-free when it comes to your marketing and just be willing to test, test, test. Yes. Love that. Awesome. All right, cool. Wait, Takara, I want to be sensitive of times. There's a few questions I always like to finish off with, with all my guests. Now, since yes. everyone listening to this is an online course creator, my question to you is what's your course platform of choice? There's so many of them out there and we're not saying, you know, there's only one to use, but I'm just curious, which one do you use for your online courses? 
Yeah. Well, when I first started, I was using ClickFunnels, you know, mm. years ago. I was using ClickFunnels. They were the big name around town, um, but it had some limitations. So we have since moved, but ClickFunnels is great. There's nothing wrong with it. I moved and transitioned over to Kajabi. I actually really like Kajabi personally because it has some higher level integrations that you can do over some other platforms. And because analytics and tracking and those types of things are incredibly important to me. That was why I chose Kajabi. Now, do I think there's limitations in Kajabi? Yes. Do I think they might charge a little too much for what they offer? Um, yes. <laughs> um, nothing bad, but, um, but I actually really like it. But there's some things I really want to do. Like I want to do custom font. I can't do unless I upgrade to an incredibly expensive plan. Um, I want to do tabs, custom tabs. So there's some limitations that I'm not super stoked on. Um, so I'm actually curious, Jono, what your favorite one is. Oh, yes, good question. So I, I've used them all, right? I've gone from, let me think about my journey. So I started with ClickFunnels as well. I used it just for funnels. I didn't even know you could do online courses on it. And then once I saw online courses on there, I'm like, all right, I'm in. But then I saw there were, there were some sort of limitations to ClickFunnels. Then I actually started hosting on my own website on WordPress. But then I was like, hold on, I don't like this because if something goes wrong with my WordPress, now I can't sell and I can't serve. So let me separate them from, from there. Uh, then I started using Teachable, right? So I still used ClickFunnels for my funnels, but started using Teachable for my online courses because I found that Teachable was really, really good for the online course side of things, way better than ClickFunnels but ClickFunnels was way better at the funnels than Teachable. So I was sort of using a, a combination of those two. And then I thought about going over to Kajabi because I'm like, you know what? I want it all in one, you know, I, I'm, and it's cheaper. It's cheaper for me to go to Kajabi than to pay ClickFunnels and Teachable. So I was just about to, to make the switch over. But then this new platform I started seeing around called New Zenla. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. So New Zenla. So it's similar to a Kajabi where it's an all-in-one. You can do everything on there. It's in beta though. So there's still a few little, um, it's not as good as Kajabi at the moment, but it's $450 for the year. And, I'm, yeah. and, and you get locked in for the lifetime rate with that. So I'm like, so I'm sort of a mixture at the moment where my main business is still mainly ClickFunnels and, and Teachable. Um, but with, on, with Course Creator Community, which I've just started, I'm starting on New Zenla. And I think I will transfer everything over. So uh, that's a long-winded long question. I've, I've used all of them. There's no right or wrong. I think value for, for cash, I like New Zenla. I don't think you can beat it for that. But there are going to be some limitations. So anyone listening to this, if you want value for cash, go to New Zenla hands down. Um, but if there's some glitches in that, don't come back and say, hey, Jono, there's some glitches in that. If you want <laughs> something perfect, go to Kajabi. That would be my... But then you've got to pay 10 times as much. So... Yeah, yeah, you got to pay. It's kind of like the Cadillac in a way, but um, I also like it because I'm going to get rid of my email CRM and I'm yeah. just going to go for the courses because they do, they do enough with the email CRM. I just, like you said, like that yeah. everything's there. You can do yeah. your funnels, your emails and your course within that one platform. It just has some limitations unless you want to just spend a bunch of money, you know? Um, but yeah. Good, good point. That's the other thing. Yeah, I'm still using ActiveCampaign. So it's ClickFunnels, Teachable and ActiveCampaign. So there's three subscriptions, you know, that so I in could... essence, if you pulled them into one, you'd be saving money. <laughs> Bang on. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Now, Takara, you're a mentor out there for plenty of business owners, entrepreneurs, e-commerce people. I'm curious who your mentors have been. And you can answer this in a, in a few different ways, whether it's mentors that you've 
pay directly and you go to their masterminds or whatever, or whether it's, you know, people that you follow and you see it's social media world or you follow their, their uh, social media pages, who do you recommend my listeners should, should follow or who's helped you? Yeah, there's so many. Oh my goodness. I could go on and on. Um, well, we mentioned Mark Schaefer. I think he's genius. And I believe he's a Harvard professor. He's, he's an Ivy League professor for marketing. He's written some amazing groups. His, his um, speeches have always moved me. He has some great books. Um, I actually really like Jasmine Starr, which you know, I like her content. I think she's all about serving, 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 and that works really well for her. Um, I love sales psychology. I'm thinking of the books in front of me in terms of books and people who've written about a lot of wonderful things, a lot of sales psychology and diving into actually mindset. I have it right. I have it here. Um, Esther and Jerry Hicks. So I'm like looking at it. I have a card. Well, Esther and Jerry Hicks. So that's Abraham Hicks. Have you heard of them? I've um, heard of the name, but I'm not familiar with their work actually. I think I've heard of Esther Hicks. Yeah, Abraham Hicks is all about manifestation, um, affirmations. It's like huge. So when I believe for business owners to truly be successful, actually, you kind of have to start at mindset first Mm -hmm. and getting around that, you know, I'll do this when, and you have to flip that, right? Like, oh, I'll finally invest in really great course software when I'm finally making money, Mm -hmm. or I'll finally invest in a great business coach when I'm making money. How about, how about I invest in, I'm going to invest in a great business coach to make money. So let's flip the script. So there's a lot of things like that, that, that has served me really well. There's a really great book by Bob Doyle, who it's almost like the secret. He was part of the secret kind of thing. Um, he's great. There's so many, I'm just kind of blanking on how many have really guided me, but the people who really inspire me are those manifestation mindset, problem solvers, high level marketers, which I'm not even mentioning, but that Napoleon Hill, right. Mm. One of the classics, those types, um, are, are inspirational to me. Yes. No, I agree. hundred percent. I feel if you don't have the right mindset, no sales or marketing trick is going to help you. So I think it it all comes from there and it's the start as well. It's like, great. I've got the mindset that I can achieve everything. And then you achieve it by finding out the sales and marketing strategies. It's not the other way around. So yes, you'll be stuck in the scarcity cycle. If you can't get your mindset first, I mean, it's everything. I think every course should start with mindset almost in a way. Here's the mindset you need to go through my course and experience success. So let's work on that first. Okay. Now you get to do my course. Now you get to enter. Love it. Well, I've just finished up actually a 12 month mastermind. It's about 15,000 for the year. And one of the prerequisites was, Hey, here's a list of the, the five or the 10 things that you need to be part of this program. If you don't agree with all of these statements, then don't, don't even bother going in the program. And it was things like that. It was things like, you know, um, I understand that I'm responsible for everything. You know, I understand that I need to be coachable. I understand that, you know, I don't get immediate results straight away. And just you know, a list of just 10 different things where it's like, and it makes sense. It's like, if you let these sort of people in your program, they're not going to get results. It's not fair on them. It's going to look bad on you. So let's, um, let's get these sorted first. So I love that. Yes, now, I love that too. Okay, so let's say someone's listening to this. They're like, you know what? This woman's pretty cool. I want to uh, see more of what she does. I want to follow on social media. W- what should we do? Should we follow your Instagram, join your Facebook group, go to your website? What's, what's the best for you? Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Um, so I am great on Instagram in terms of 
receiving feedback, producing content that you want. Everything's totally free. So if I can be of service, I'm constantly asking, what can I produce for you? What do you want to learn about? Let me do a video. So you can follow me at Takara Charisma, which is very hard to spell. So <laughs> T-O-C-C-A-R-A-K-A-R-I-Z-M-A. And yes, that is my real name. Um, as well as on my website, it goes by the same. So TakaraCharisma.com. And we do have a course on Facebook ads, of course, if that's an interest and also some masterminds that are really cool for really dedicated business owners who are serious about kind of growing their business and figuring it out through the marketing side. Awesome. Okay. If you're watching on Facebook and you want to follow Takara, just write, even Takara is hard to spell, right? Just write social media down below <laughs> and I will get, um, me or Takara will get Takara's uh, social media things over to you. If you're listening on the podcast, I'll put all those links on, on the show notes. So Instagram and, and website is the best. And did you say you've, you've got a program starting in October, Takara? Yes. Thank you for asking. So we are doing, we're moving into a mastermind now with some really dedicated business owners. We were doing consulting and we just got too busy. So now what we're going to do is put together an intimate group of masterminds. So we're going to put together like with like, we're going to take them through our three month consulting and we're going to meet every week for a couple hours. We're just going to dive deep into their businesses. How can we really grow this? Um, and it's a high level marketing. It's not just Facebook and Instagram ads, it's PR, it's partnerships, it's website conversion rate optimization it's email marketing and so much more and every single client that ever goes through this will grow their business it's never not happened which is really rad so if you are interested in joining our mastermind it will be very intimate very hands-on with me and my team just go ahead and you can dm me at any time through instagram or on my website go ahead and contact me awesome all right well hey i'm going to end the podcast there takara so thank you very much for your time great thank you so much Jono. i really appreciate it Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.